It's good to be back. I am thankful to be sharing the word uh, with you tonight. I, I do send a greeting from Dani and Rudo and Gideon, who are away on our senior, senior leaders uh, breakaway for a few days, I think till Tuesday or Wednesday. They are getting together to pray and plan a bit, spend time together in God's presence, uh, as we just did, and uh, just planning for the year ahead. Um, sure, I really need to update that photo. Um, thank you, my friend. Um, but um, who was at uh, this weekend's prophetic impartation? Uh, just a show of hands. There were, there were some people there. That's, that's pretty cool. I must just say, um, it was an amazing time in God's presence and thankful for what He came and did um, and began, I think, the ripple effect. We're excited to see what's going to happen through this weekend. We're definitely going to do it again next year. And uh, also, as Release was saying about the mission that came back, the scout mission, we love going on missions. We love the nations. We love seeing what happens when we go. It's in those moments I was saying to Zuck that I'm pretty sure that 99, if not 100% of their prayers was not about themselves while they were there. Um, because it's, it's really the way that prayer is in many ways designed. It's turned around in our society quite a bit, and it's very much about me and mine and what I need. But we're going to look tonight at just the heart of prayer. We're starting with a new series, hence the lovely, I don't know who made that, but thank you, um, the series on prayer called When Your People Pray. Um, the next three weeks, we're going to look at God meets, God speaks, and God moves. So I want to encourage you not to miss one of these weeks um, as we look at the life of Daniel and how he trusted God. And in essence, really, relationship was, was which is the heart of prayer, how he, even to the point of death, was not willing to lay down uh, prayer and how he would run to God first. That was his first response, not based on needs, but because he loved God. And he knew that's where he would find the answer. And even if the answer was simply, God, I just need to sit at your feet. Um, someone once said, the best answer you can get in prayer is the answerer. And that's pretty cool. If you think about how we think so many times and how we pray, and if you think right now about what prayers am I currently praying? Who are they mostly about? What are they mostly for? It paints a bit of a picture of how we think and where we're at in our thinking with regards to our mindset, our relationship with God in some ways. And just is it this posture of, Lord, I need more and I need and I, I, I've got some wants, or is it a posture of worship because you're worthy and you're enough? And do we forget what we've been given? Uh, so with that in mind, we're going to look at Daniel. We're going to spend some time in his life. We meet him as a young man, uh, going through a lot of change. He's a teenager, so if you think back to those years, I don't want to go back, but you think back to those years, there's already a lot of in eternal, internal change taking place. Besides that all happening in his life, there's now this external being captured and taken, and this guy wants to change 
everything about Daniel's life, but the one thing that doesn't change is his love for God and his prayer life, even to the point of death. And that for me, every time I read, I mean, this guy's faced some stuff. I've not personally been threatened with a den of lions. Um, and please, Lord, no. Um, I'm not sure how I would react, what my first response would be. But even though I'm very well built, um, I would be scared. Thank you. Um, so, on the one side, we, we speak about this uh, teenager, Daniel, and uh, we're going to spend some time tonight mostly with him as a young boy. But on the other side, we see the angel Gabriel meeting with him and saying, because of your words, because of how you prayed, I've been sent to you with a message. You who are highly esteemed. You who are so loved. So I've got this question, what happened in the in-between? There's all these years as this old man, we now hear, uh, who's been sent a message literally face-to-face with the angel Gabriel? I'm going to put my hand down. Um, it's quite an incredible moment just to tell you you're loved by God. Thank you. Because of your words, you who are highly esteemed. We meet him as this younger. I want to read Daniel 10 verse 11. It says, he said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have been sent to you. And when he said this, he stood up trembling. So something happened in the in-between years. We're going to look a little bit of, uh, at this with regards to his relationship, his first response. Um, so I thought of an example, and um, there were a few ideas that came to mind, and I was just reminded of Michelle and Rudo were over for lunch recently, and we were chatting, both him and I grew up in the Free State. Um, yay! Lucky um, So I, I knew I recognized you from Milky Lane, because um, that was the one only place you could go. Um, or the Hoofy, where you would dice, not myself, but um, some of the guys would dice. Um, and um, it was a crazy place. But um, I remember those years, and watching my dad, and listening to some of the things he said. He had like these little sayings. I think one of his favorites was, follow me, I'm right behind you. And I, I'm not sure why, uh, but he loved that. And him and his friend, uh, Willem, even after 30 years of friendship, this was still their joke. Um, but uh, I always thought to myself, you know, I won't dress, I won't dress like my dad. Um, and uh, there's certain things I'm definitely not going to say. Um, and definitely not too keen to act you know, like my dad, in, in some ways, because it's just not cool. And, I mean, even if you look at me now, you can see um, I'm quite a cool guy. And um, ultimately, there'd, there'd be this whole thing of, this is not what I'm going to do. Um, and the more I'm becoming maturer, um, older, um, there's some things that I've said, not follow me, I'm right behind you, but other things... And certain, certain ways, even sometimes dressing, and certain actions, and then I'll be reminded, oh my word, it's like my dad. And uh, 
I'll be honest with you, I'm almost 42, and now that I'm a bit older, I think it's actually the coolest thing. My dad's been with the Lord for 20 years this year, um, and now I think to myself, even in his not being here for 20 years, the time that we had together, it's almost like I can say there was a rubbing off of me being his son, and that just filtered through some of the things that I now make decisions about because of who my dad was and how he taught me and spending time in this relationship. And I realized how much God's kind of saying the same invitation to us with regards to praying. I want to, in a sense, rub off on you in your words and in your actions, in the, in the ways that you think. I want to affect and be part of everything that you do in how you think in the way you respond, in the way that you make decisions and what you say. I want it to eventually be my words. But how does that happen? Through relationship. So we're going to look a little bit at Daniel 2 uh, tonight and spend some time there with a few verses. But before we do, I just want to paint a little picture of what's happening in his life. He's born around 623 BC, so that'll make him very old. Um, in the reign of Josiah, the last of the righteous kings, Daniel is born of royal blood. He's descendant of royalty, um, which is probably why he got to, to go to Babylonian court and not where sort of the normal people went. Him and his friends were captured. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar had this plan, you know, I want to get the good-looking noble guys that are coming from a good background, they are wise, they can learn. I want to capture these guys. These are the ones that I'm after because I want to change everything about them. I want to almost indoctrinate or just filter into their minds. I want to rub off on these guys to become what I want them to be. So this guy's going through so much change from what he has to eat, which he didn't want to do, his name changes, he wants, Nebuchadnezzar wants to change the gods that he worships, or the god that he worships, two gods. So, is there any first years here? Uh, welcome. That's all I wanted to know. Um, no, I, I just think about you guys and how much change you go through. You know, you've left mom's and dad's house with its nice food. Now you're surrounded by strange-looking or dressed people on campus. I've seen some of them. I've been there myself. And now there's just a different city, a different vibe, a different feel. Everything is different. This guy is going through, in some ways, something similar. He's still a teenager within himself, but it's in captivity. And he's being almost brainwashed. So this is where we meet Daniel, in a sense, through going in all this change. So let's read verse 12 to 19 of chapter 2. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious. He commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and all the wise men were about to be killed. And they sought Daniel and his friends and his companions to kill them. Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree of the king so urgent 
Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel, and Daniel went in and requested the king and appoint a time, appoint him a time, that he might show the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house, and he made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek the mercy of God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. So we see how Daniel responded in prayer. And that brings me to my question to us tonight. How do we respond? What is our first response? Not only if we think of Daniel running to God, it's not only in those moments of severe pressure. He's faced, and he literally has a threat of death, which I know, well, actually I don't know, but I, I believe most of us have not faced the threat of death, but we've faced things. We have gone through COVID, we've gone through sickness, we've had financial needs, health, relational things. We've all faced stuff that's made us feel the pressure from all sides. And in those moments, what's our response? So Daniel, in chapter 2, we see such an incredible, just an example of God meeting in this moment. God's faithfulness, God's timing, and God's answer being perfect. Daniel, through no fault of his own, is finding himself in an impossible situation. But his response is prayer. Around 602 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he responds by saying, okay, guys, I need the magicians, the Chaldeans, <laughs> I need the wise guys, I need the sorcerers, whoever those guys, Daniel's thrown in the mix. You need to not only interpret this dream, but I've, I want you to tell me what I, what I dreamt. It, that in itself... It's kind of crazy. Think about that request. And then there's a small side note. It's like fine print on the contract. If you don't, I'll kill you. Which is always never good news. If you have that as part of the just quickly tell me what I dreamt, and then it has its interpretation. I need both of those, or I'll kill you. And in fact, I think it speaks about your house will also be brought to rubble. I'll rip you limb from limb. So this is what is the threat on his life uh, that he eventually finds out. He's terrified. The king is terrified. And these wise men had no answer for the king. When we started reading in verse 12, it spoke about the king was furious and very angry. This is why. Because these guys, the so-called wise men of this time, are very uh, unable to bring him the answer both to what he dreamt and the interpretation. And they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them too. Daniel has a reaction. He has a response. So he's received this news. And his first response is to pray. But he asks for a brief extension. He speaks to the captain 
Ariok, and he says, please, I need just a little bit of time. In a sense, it's like he's pushed the pause button in this whole moment. Just give me a little bit of time because I know what I need to do. As we go through things and we are pressed from all sides, I heard this powerful statement that says, crisis, do not make the man, instead it reveals the man. What's inside starts to come out when we are pushed from all sides. I had a small moment this morning when we, for the third day, had no water um, and 27 minutes of electricity. Um, and then I'm kind of like, quickly go on Google and see if there's a need in Scotland. Um, and let's move. We'll, we'll I, you know, I believe there, there's no load shedding. Um, I just had just a small, it wasn't too crazy, but just internally I had to just check myself and say like, Lord, what's going on? What on earth is going on with these things around us? How's this going to change? And I do believe that we can have a voice as people who follow Jesus. But I think it's not the voice that we sometimes think. It's most probably getting on our knees like Daniel would. Even though it's an unseen force, it's the most powerful force. Because just another opinion on social media is going to change nothing. But my prayer and other prayers and our prayers might just make a move and we might just see some change. And it's hard to believe because we've, we've seen this stuff and no one knows and there's all these things that's going on, but God is able. And Daniel knew this. And his response shows that whatever's inside is coming from a long bunch of years of relationship. So he's being pressed, but in this moment he's saying, I know what I need to do. I'm going to go to my king, my king, the king of kings. We see how Daniel has this close relationship with God. His prayer life was not based in this posture. It wasn't needs and wants. It was, God, you are more than enough. You are worthy. And I'm coming to you because I know that you alone in this moment right now are able to do a miracle. You can step in. You can say one word and it changes everything for good. It changes the whole atmosphere. God steps into a room, a life, a moment, and everything changes. And sometimes he's saying, I just want your prayer to co-labor with me to make that happen. It's a powerful reality to think that sometimes he's saying, I just want you on your knees with me, and we'll see change. We all receive news. Think about social media. The more and more I am maturing, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, not that I'm on some of these, but I'm on some of them, like Facebook and Instagram, and sometimes I'm not sure why, because I'm like, I don't want to see your salad. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Um, and I mean that. Um, and I know I should then maybe just unfollow, but um, 
I just don't know why I'm on there sometimes. And the news and the voices, WhatsApp, you know, half past one in the morning. Sorry, I know it's late. Um, are you up? Um, I am now. Um, maybe I should, I can put my phone off. I just realized. But um, we have all these voices that's never ending. There's so much influence. There's so much news. News 24, Twitter, which is the worst thing. News 24, I don't do it to myself because it takes me seven minutes and I need victory training. Because <laughs> what are we filling ourselves with? Because when you're pressed, that will come out. So if all I do is get onto News 24, it's going to be agreeing with, with the world in a sense. And when it comes to our prayer life, we can't half the week agree with the world and the other half of the week agree with God. We have to start making a choice and say, Lord, who do I agree with? It's you as your child, as you being my father. Surely it must be your words over this city and your words over this nation, and your words over the nations, and my life, and my marriage, and my son, and my friendships. I'm going to agree with those words. And how do I learn what those words are? In the word, in your presence, spending time praying together corporately. So I want to ask you again, what is your first response when you are faced with a situation? But I also want to ask you, when you're not faced with a situation, when you open your eyes in the morning, what's your first response? Is he worthy then of your time? Or is it only when we face things and we need things and I need an answer and I'm not feeling well, sore throat or whatever or a financial need, now I run to you. So if we leave this here, we've heard a lot about Daniel and we've heard about how he responds we heard about his prayer life. We heard about how he loves God. But how do we apply this? So there were three things that I felt we could look at for our lives uh, based on the, the verses 12 to 19 in chapter 2 that we read. Firstly, Daniel paused, Daniel prayed, and Daniel praised. He paused in that moment where he said, I need time. Appoint a time with the king. Tell him, I need some time. Let me just have some time because I know what I need to do. In this moment, I need to go and be with my father because I know if I'm going to get an answer, it shouldn't be mine. It needs to be from him. So I'm going to go to my father. That was his first response. Prayer was his priority and it should be our priority. Is it our priority? Because if prayer is just prayer, it's going to be a chore. And it's never going to change if relationship is not part of it. If your prayer is only about needs for yourself, it'll never feel like relationship. It'll always feel like a tick box. So how does your Google Calendar look? Mine's actually very, very empty because I don't use it much. But if it had to be full, or if I had to add the stuff that I do in there, like Gideon, probably, yep, I, I thought so, um, which is good. How would it look? 
And is a full Google Calendar bad? No, it's not bad. It's just imagine that same calendar birthed in prayer. Imagine prioritizing time with God in our calendar. Sometimes it just requires getting practical, saying, God, my first half an hour is yours. And then later in the day, half an hour where I can find 15 minutes, 10 minutes just to pause and run to you. Not because I need something, because you're worth worship and praise and adoration and love and time. And at the end of my day, I'm not going to end it looking at salads and news and nonsense. It's going to be with you. I wonder how things will be and maybe how we'll respond. And if I turn the tap and there's no water, if in that moment I can just say, well, Lord, I don't know the answer, but you do. And I pray for the salvation of people in parliament, in government. I pray that they will be so bothered by their lives and if they're not serving you, that they will start to turn to you. Can those prayers work? Some of us are sitting here saved and following Jesus today because someone prayed for you years ago. You just don't maybe know the story. If you knew my story, it's exactly that. My mom has got great genes with holes in her knees, not because she's fashionable, but because I got her on her knees in my early 20s. Daniel prayed, so we're speaking about prayer. He ran, he paused, he prayed, and he said to his friends as well, guys, we need to pray. So it's, it's both in those times of the secret place or <laughs> the inner room or call it what you want, that time where it's just me and God, and there's something beautiful that gets birthed in those moments. And then it's also together, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there, and counter nights, our, our prayer before the services, uh, our growth weekends. There's many opportunities that we can get involved to pray together. And then he praised. And I love this part of the story. I love how this just paints such a beautiful picture of his relationship with God. What do we do when the breakthrough comes? Because it's really easy to run when there's a situation. But when he's answered, when our father has stepped in and he says yes, or the work has come, or the health has come, or the breakthrough is there, where do we run to then? It's very easy to then say, guys, he did it. Let's pray. Imagine just first responding and saying, just give me a second. I want to go to my father. I just want to quickly say an example Kate did, and I don't know if it will, but if it makes me, um, if it seems like this makes me emotional, it's just dusty. Um, when we got married, after five months, I said to Kate, I think we should move from Margate to Gauteng, and she was like, this, I'm not going there, and uh, so I was like, well, let's go half-ish way, so we went to Valcom for a few months, because I knew she'd want to leave. Um, is this being recorded? Love you, Mom. Um, so we were there for a few months, and um, 
it was an interesting time, but it was a beautiful time because it really, we didn't really know what we were doing or going to, but um, it was a great time of just getting into God's presence and, and so on. But there was this moment where there was some financial need, um, and we had prayed. And I remember walking out of the kitchen, and Kate was standing there with my guitar. And I was like, you know what, that's a good amount of wood for a bride, because I'm not worshiping now. No ways. We've prayed. You know, we need the money tomorrow, and nothing. And um, Kate stood there, and she's just like, I think we should worship. And um, my response was no. And I have an amazing wife. And uh, very, very thankful for my wife. And she's many times had moments where she's just had a moment like this. Her, she wrote down on a piece of paper, God or money, we choose you, God. We, we put it on our fridge. And the next thing, she's like, oh, babe, um, let's worship. So I'm like, I'll, I'll play and you can sing. Um, I'll be nice, um, but I don't want to worship. She just didn't stop, and eventually I was like, okay, let's sing one song. And we worshiped for about half an hour, because it, like, like he does, it was just almost instant to just feel, there you are. And in... Uh, in the, the moment we stopped, I put the guitar down and I turned to Kate. She said, you know what, from, from today, while we worship, while we wait, sorry, we worship. While we wait, we worship. And I just realized that there's these moments where we, we almost have the, you know, I'll run to you, God, in times of need, in times of uh, I need a new job, I needed this, I need this family member. And none of those things are necessarily wrong. I don't want to say and paint that picture tonight. But before all of this, if we look at the life of Daniel, we start seeing something in his life that's birthed from relationship where he loves God so much that doesn't matter what's happening, God is his first response. And even in the breakthrough, when the next morning came and I looked at my phone and someone put in double what we prayed for. I was like, <laughs> and Kate being my wise, lovely wife was like, mm -mm, it's not a recipe. Because I was like, every time we're just going <laughs> to... And God's so amazing because he knows if, if I create a recipe for you, I'll only see you every time you need something. Um, and I love you more, more than that. So that's why, if you were wondering, it always sometimes seems like the answer is different or later or earlier or through a different source or completely different to what you were even asking for. But the answer will always be perfect. It'll always be on time. It'll always be birthed in goodness and love and faithfulness, because that's who our Father is. And tonight, 
I believe he's calling you and me to this place of saying, come, just come, come and be with me so that I can, like I spoke about my relationship with my dad, have that relationship where it almost, in a sense, rubs off on you, where your words and your actions and how you live starts to look and sound more like me. That our first response, when it's going well, when it's times of need, or when the breakthrough has come, that our first response will be Him, our Father, our King, the Answerer, the one who is here with us now, who's calling you by name now, who is saying, I don't just want to meet with you in those times in the morning. I love that. But let me go with you in your day. Let me stay with you. We don't have an invitation from a father who says, come and enter in. But I've got 28 minutes for you. And then it's Hiku's turn. Stay with me. Be with me. Live here. It'll affect that Google Calendar. It'll affect the way we operate. And there's a world that's watching, that's listening. And if we looking and sounding the same, with the same invitation of, hey, come and, come and do life here at church, they're like, why? Because it looks and it sounds the same. We called to be children of light and hope and love and truth, and that's going to be found in those times of prayer. That's going to be found at His feet. That's going to be found in those moments when it doesn't make sense to pray. God meets, and He loves to meet with us. And tonight, I want to pray for us. Tonight, I want to pray for if you sitting here, you're listening to this, and you kind of like, Fred, I'm, I'm still struggling to, you know, remember to pray for my food. Now you're speaking about praying for, you know, everything. There's no parameter tonight. There's a faithful, loving, incredible Father saying, wherever you're at, I'll meet you there. Let's just start tonight. Don't wait. Don't delay this incredible invitation not from me and not about prayer but from a father who loves you who was there when you were put together who formed you who got excited about the fact that he can see what your life is called to be he's seen the end he's seen every day why wouldn't we want to say god help me follow you in today if he's seen it if you are saying, I hear what you're saying about Daniel, and something is just resonating about that, something's calling you about saying, I want what Daniel had. Because Daniel wasn't this one chosen guy called to live this life, and we get to read about it and say, man, that must be nice. It's incredible to know that tonight God's saying, this is the same for you. Because it's not Daniel's greatness. It's God's greatness. And God's greatness, the same yesterday, today, and forever, is over you right now. So the invitation tonight is simply this. If you are saying, Lord, I want you to awaken in me 
a hunger for your spirit, a hunger for you, a hunger for prayer, a hunger for more in this relationship that you're inviting me into, then I want you to stand. We're going to pray together. We're going to trust God to meet us. And I'm standing with you because that's my desire tonight. I don't want to leave this place just the same way, going through the same motions because I know there's so much more. Every day there's so much more. So let's close our eyes. Well, Jesus, I just come before you tonight and I see all the people standing here in front of you, Lord God, and I, we all standing just knowing that it's only you that can do this, that can awaken this, something that can be awakened in our spirits that can last. I pray tonight that even it's not about what we feel right now, it's about what you're doing in our spirits. I pray that something is birthed in this moment. The priority of prayer, the importance of prayer, the power and the presence and everything that comes with prayer will just be awakened in us tonight. Lord God, I pray that our first response will be you, Lord Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name that our words and our actions and our lives will look different to what it does out in the world, Lord God, so that we can be the light that you're calling us to be, that we can be the, the carriers of hope and truth and love to a world that's desperately needing those things. And also, Lord, I pray that in our times where we are alone with you, when no one is watching, our response will be, God, you are worthy. You are worthy and we worship you and you are everything to me. I just pray right now, Lord God, come and touch us, Holy Spirit. Come and minister to hearts right now. Come and just deposit something and I pray that it'll spring up and bear much fruit in our lives. A life of prayer because we love you and because we are running after relationship with the Father. I pray this right now in Jesus' name. Amen.